You're tuning into New Life Vietnam. Today's message by Pastor William Lee is Lighthouse in the Fog from Psalm chapter 18, verses 28 to 36. Susan, Josh, and Jojo. All right, good morning, church. This morning, we have a special guest speaker, and his name is William Lee. Pastor William Lee, uh, who is a good, dear friend of mine, and he is a father of uh, four children, a husband of uh, one wife. And um, so uh, I would like you to welcome uh, Pastor William. He also a judge in the... uh, Olympic, Tokyo Olympic. He went there for the judging the springboard diving and then he got back a couple of weeks ago. And I'm now going to teleport to Singapore and bring him uh, to us. So there will be a, a one minute transition. So I, I get Vietnam over there, I will interact with him and bring him to us. All right. Oh, it's on right. See you in All a, right. a minute. Hallelujah. Pastor Lap. <clears throat> How are you, Pastor Lap? Our tech guy, let me know whenever you want me to start preaching. Good morning, NLCC. Thank you for teleporting Pastor William over to us in Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam. Thank you. All right, so do I go now, Pastor Lap? Yes, sir. Thank you for inviting me to uh, preach to your church in Vietnam. For those uh, there are some guests in our church this morning, this is Pastor Lap, a uh, young, wonderful man. Uh, he was in Singapore, the Bible college with me. And, uh, you know, just a man, a tremendous man of faith leading the church in Vietnam. Looking forward to come back to Vietnam soon with you. Share <clears throat> All right. Uh, for the church in Vietnam, good morning. Xin chào. Good to see you. Uh, I heard <clears throat> from uh, the news that's quite, you guys are having quite a difficult time as well. Yeah, it's quite severe lockdown. I mean, you can't even leave your home, right? Even to buy food, you're not allowed to get out and the government is sending the army to deliver food and supplies to the home. My goodness, that is quite intense. <clears throat> and Pastor Lau was just telling me this week that uh, it's going to be like this till at least September 15. Yes. Oh, it's a long time. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, I was just telling the church this morning in Singapore, I, I was just also in a quarantine, but that's only two weeks yeah, uh, in the hotel room. But you guys are in the, uh, for such a long time, not easy. Yeah, I was uh, just sharing with, uh, with, uh, with uh, Auntie Rose, yeah, that Auntie Rose this morning that uh, I was, because of the inactivity of, uh, yeah, in the quarantine for myself, I put on 4K. Oh man, so all those in Vietnam, I encourage you, eat less over the next uh, few weeks, <laughs> do what you can to exercise, but uh, we will keep you in prayer. I mean, maybe in the church in Singapore, let's pray for our brothers and sisters in Vietnam, That how about that? Just join me in faith. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we just commit all our brothers and sisters in Vietnam right now, 
In Jesus' name, that you watch over them. Help them, Lord God, during this difficult time of lockdown, intense lockdown that they are going through. Encourage them. Lord, help them to find different ways where they can continue to, to, to build one another up in the faith using Zoom or WhatsApp or FaceTime, whatever available. Lord, open up opportunities for them to minister to one another. But most of all, Lord, we just pray that while they are stuck at home, <clears throat> Lord, they will be able to draw near to you like never before. Help them to experience an awakening, Lord, a, a revelation, Lord, of intimacy with you, Lord God. A revelation of your word as they spend more time, even more time, be able to open up your word, meditate, to chew on it, see from you. So, Father, we just commit all this time, all these things to your hands and today's message. And you bless, Lord, the list of your servant as I share your word, Lord, with the congregation here and also in Vietnam. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> all right, hallelujah. Uh, for Just for the Vietnam church, Singapore also, we, we were also in quite, uh, quite a long uh, period of uh, restrictions. Just only recently, uh, only recently, uh, we can meet back again here in church. Uh, um, but <clears throat> with the easing of restrictions, seem to be, you know, the cases of uh, uh, COVID-19 seem to be going up. Yeah? In the last one month alone, the news just came out this week. In one month, 15 deaths, as compared to four of two years, 40-something. Uh, so, so they are, you know, it's not, not easy. Uh, what we're going through is not easy. Uh, since that we, we are getting out of one thing and another thing happens, right? One week, seems like things are getting better and then a variant comes and then another major problem comes. And since I like, you know, uh, this past two years is really, really tough on everybody. Uh, it's really, really tough. Uh, and it uh, reminds me of a story in, um, <clears throat> of this uh, captain, right? He was going through you know, in the middle of an ocean in, uh, in dark of night. And that one night was just so foggy. It was so bad. They cannot see anything. <clears throat> and suddenly, you know, the captain of the, of the, uh, the battleship saw a light in the distance. And, and he said, oh, no, you know, we, we cannot afford to, to, you know, get a collision right in here. You know, it's going to be terrible. And so he tells the signal man you know, to send that message. You know, because in, in the boat, you're in the... In the ocean, you use a light, right? Use Morse code you know, to send that signal. And so, so the captain tells the signal man, send the message immediately to the other boat. says, uh, uh, alter your course 10 degrees north. Uh, and, then, um, and then moments later, the signal comes back. Alter your course 10 degrees south. And the captain says, oh, maybe he doesn't know who I am. Tell that person, this is Captain Eric from the U.S. Navy. Alter your course 10 degrees north now. And message came back shortly. This is uh, Lance Corporal Matthew. Alter your course 10 degrees south. And by this time, the captain was a bit upset. You know, wow, they, you know who does this Lance Corporal? Doesn't he know that I'm the captain of the U.S. Navy? They sent another message. I am a bad U.S. battleship. Alter your course 10 degrees north. You will not survive the collision. And the message came back. Alter your course 10 degrees south. I am a lighthouse. I'm not sure you will survive the collision. <clears throat> What's the point of the story? The point is that in, in, in this fog that we are in, we are in like a, this huge giant fog ourselves. In the middle of this fog, we hear <clears throat> so many signals us. 
Wear your mask. Don't wear your mask. Mask work, mask don't work. Get vaccinated. Uh, vaccination is not safe. You know, we, we need this, we need that. You need social distancing. Uh, social distancing is dangerous. So many voices, so many signals. Go north, go south, alter your course. This past two years has been like that, hasn't it? It's been so frustrating, so difficult. But we're thankful that despite all these voices, there is one voice, there is one light in the middle of the night. It never changes. It's always reliable. That's us the right thing. Guides us the right way. Jesus, the Bible tells us Jesus is the light of God. Right? He's, uh, he's the one, he's the lighthouse that we can rely on, that we can trust in, and we are grateful that we can have that. Amen? Jesus, the Bible talks about how Jesus is also the shepherd. Not only is he the lighthouse, he's the shepherd. Look at Psalms uh, 18. In Psalms 18, verse uh, 28 to 36. This is King David. Yeah? This is someone who knew what the intimate relationship with the Heavenly Father. He says, You, O Lord, you keep my lamp burning. <clears throat> my God turns my darkness into light. Uh, in the middle of the dark night, God, God is the light that, that lights the path for us. He says, um, uh, With your help, I can advance Excuse me, advance against a troop. <clears throat> With God, I can scale a wall. That means whatever ad adversities you go through, whatever enemies you encounter in life, doesn't matter. Whatever struggles we have to overcome, walls we have to climb, doesn't matter. For as for God, His way is perfect. The word of the Lord is flawless. He's a shield for all who take refuge in Him. Hallelujah. Who is God? Besides our God, who is the Lord? Who is the rock except our God? Arms me. He helps us. He gives us the strength. His, he makes my way perfect. He's make my feet like deer. Why deer? Someone asked me, why, why, come some, why does God refer to, uh, to us to, to have feet like deer? Have you seen mountain goats before? I got a simple picture of that. <clears throat> this is a you see how steep those deer are? This is a, actually is a man-made dam. Yeah? And the, the deer, they climb up this, the dam, or this such a steep wall, because it needs to lick the, the, the mineral salts yeah, off the rock, off the rock face. Yeah? And it helps their metabolism, and you know, they, they need it, otherwise they cannot survive. <clears throat> and so the feet, I mean, the, the, the deer have such agility, such stability. Yeah? They can climb any rock wall, no problem. And what, 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 what David is saying here, that when we put our faith and trust in God, it helps us. Even the most difficult of circumstances and terrain that we have to go through, He leads and guides us. Amen? And so King David says, there's no one else better to guide us than God Himself. He doesn't, He never promises you throughout this scripture as you continue reading, nowhere does, does, does it say that God will, will take away the problems, take away the struggle, take away the mountain, the wall. No, it doesn't say that. But it says that God will give us the strength. Yeah, it will give us the ability to navigate, to overcome the challenges. Even like pandemic that we're going through, put our faith and trust in God to help us. <clears throat> and throughout the Bible, you see this same theme happening over and over again. God, God allows us. He doesn't cause 
the pandemic or any of these things, but He does allow us to go through. Someone once said, if, if there were no, no walls to climb, no, no obstacles to overcome, no, no foggy oceans to traverse, our faith, our faith will not grow. God knows that. So He allows that and He works through us. He journeys with us through the struggles that we go through in life. And there, our faith grows. And the question is, do we trust in that lighthouse? Do we, are we in sync with that lighthouse? Are we tuning in to the signal, that, that, that one voice that God is speaking to us? Are we connected to Him? Yeah. Sometimes we say, but Pastor, <clears throat> it's so difficult. Uh, the pain, you know, the frustration this past two years. So I feel like giving up. Or some of you have certain struggles, certain sins. Yeah, those in Vietnam as well. There are some things you're going through. Maybe you've been trying to fight it over and over again. And like the pandemic, you feel like you're overcoming a certain thing in your life. And then <clears throat> you thought you had victory and then suddenly you fall again in that, in that area in your life. And you've been fighting and fighting and you feel like, oh, what's the point? You know, like it's like an unwinnable war. I cannot have victory. I just feel like, I feel like giving up. Sometimes we feel that way, yeah, when, especially when the fog is so thick and we can't see clearly. And there are so many voices telling us, do this, do that. It can be so frustrating. <clears throat> and we are not alone in this frustration. Even the Apostle Paul himself, one of the greatest Christians of all time, he had this same frustration. And we see that in Romans uh, chapter 7. <clears throat> yeah, we, it says, uh, Paul was saying, you know, I don't understand myself. Yeah, I, so he, he says, uh, what I'm supposed to do, I don't do. And the things that I don't want to do, I end up doing. What a wretched man I am. Uh, Paul was frustrated. Even Paul himself struggled with life struggled with sin, struggled with his own uh, 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 difficulties in life. So being a Christian doesn't mean that we won't have any more struggles or temptation. This fall of life is part of this uh, world that we, fallen world that we live in. That's why we must stay close to the light of God. Updated. You know, we have all used handphones and Every few months, you say, get a signal, update your software, right? And we all diligently update our software because so that we can protect from virus, computer viruses or you know, so that the phone works. We update all the time with our phones. But more important, we need to make sure you up, stay updated with God. Stay updated with God. Make, make sure you're hearing. God says, alter your course 10 degrees south. You better listen. Yeah, you better pay attention. Uh, updating with God is way more important than updating our phones. Update how? Make sure you're waiting upon Him. Make sure you're praying, listening, hearing out for God's signal. Make sure He's sending out signals through your word, through the Bible, wisdom, <clears throat> how to live our lives, how to succeed in this world. Oh, that signal God's giving through the word, spend time reading it. All those in Vietnam, you got that quarantine at home. Great time. One of, the, one of the things I appreciate about being quarantined when I was in hotels, I, I found I had so more time to spend time just reading without distractions. Yeah. 
read the word, pray, fellowship, yeah, wait upon God. All these are very, very important. <clears throat> but as pastor, one of the things that when I, people come to me, tell to me about the struggles that they have, oftentimes the greatest obstacle is, you know what it is? It's not actually the word, it's actually ourselves. Oftentimes we are the greatest obstacle for overcoming struggles in our lives. Our stubbornness, our foolishness, our pride yeah, is, is what uh, oftentimes yeah, uh, hinder our progress. <laughs> Yesterday I was here, <clears throat> I was sitting right there with, with a men's fellowship. Yeah, uh, down the men were here. And I was so touched by, by the testimony. So many of them came out and testified. I didn't know they were going to say that. But they shared how about the struggles that they have, that they were going through. Very honest. I really appreciate that about that. They were so honest about their struggles. But more importantly, every single one of them, I think they, they never discussed with each other here at time, but every single one of them said that I need God. Unless God comes, unless God helps me, there's no way I can overcome this difficulty, this struggle, this pain, this shame, this regret, this, 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 this awful thing that I'm going through. I really appreciate about that. And what's the most important thing? When we come to God with that kind of humility, that kind of reverence and humility to know that I am nothing without God. I cannot navigate through this fog without the light of God. Cannot make it if we don't do that. And I'm so proud of those men yesterday who 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 able to come to that revelation. I think that's so powerful, so important. <clears throat> Ezekiel says it this way. Ezekiel 28. Let's look at this scripture together. Very important. This in the pride of your heart, you say, I'm God. But you are just a man. You are not God. Though you think you are as wise as God. Whenever we think, I can do it myself, I can handle it, no issue, you know, yes, I fail, never mind, I just try harder, I just work harder, I just pay more attention, I can overcome it by myself. That's pride. And the men who were here yesterday, they realize it's not about how clever they are, how good they are. They realize the real ultimate solution is really in God. That's humility. As humility, this, they are not, this is Ezekiel saying, when we think that we can handle it ourselves, it's the pride of man. It's in essence saying, I am better than God. I know better than God. And God says, don't commit adultery. Don't do this. He says, uh, okay, but I, I don't worry. I know how to handle it. I know how to navigate. I can do it. You know, I can do it in a way that is, I'll make it work. That's pride. When God tells us to forgive, He says, yeah, I forgive this person, but this part, I'm not sure I can forgive that person. Okay, I'll just forgive 80%. That's thinking that I know better than God. When God says to do this and He says, okay, but maybe I'll do this a little bit this way, that's saying that I'm, I know more than God. That's pride. Proverbs says it this way, Proverbs 14. There's a way that always appears right to a man. But in the end, but it ends in death. Yeah. 
But the Bible is telling us when we deal with the fogs of life, the obstacles, the struggles of life, the wall that we have to scale in life, stay humble. Yeah? God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to those who are humble. Psalms 25 says it this way. It's about humility. It's so good. He says, he guides the humble in what is right and teaches them his ways. You want God's help? You want God to guide you through the storms of night? Stay humble. Isn't that pride? Pride is what kills us. Pride is what says, I'm okay. You know, pride is what says, keeps us further and further away from God, from the lighthouse of God. God is our shepherd, our, our light, our help in times of trouble. King David, who was a shepherd himself for a large part of his life as a young person, he understands what it means to be a shepherd. That's why he calls the first, the psalm, one of his most famous psalms, psalm, what's, what's David's famous, most famous psalm? 23. What's the very first sentence of Psalm 23? The Lord is my shepherd. He understood he called God a shepherd because he knows what a shepherd, he knows what shepherds do. Shepherds love the sheep, take care of the sheep, guard the sheep, help the sheep get out of trouble. The shepherd even, even sacrifices his life for the sheep. That's what Jesus did for us. <clears throat> but the trust, if we want, we want to scale the wall, we want to overcome the fog of life, trust in Jesus, the shepherd of our souls. We are the sheep. And you know, if you know, ever notice why the Bible refers to us as sheep, <clears throat> sometimes I say, God, why don't you just, why can't you give us a, make us an animal that's more, you know, a better a lion, you know? Or, uh, where I come from? A lion or, you know, or, you know an eagle. Woo! Why, why a sheep? And the reason is because we have so many similarities to sheep. Sheep can be a bit, a bit dumb, yeah. And you, you have, have you ever seen the picture of a, a, a herd of a herd of sheep drinking water from this muddy pool of water, dirty, awful water? Or they just gather around drinking them. When just a few meters away, there's one clear, nice puddle, clean, clear water. They avoid them. Sometimes we do, we do things that harm us humans. We know it's not right, but we still do it anyway. Yeah, sheep like have a mob mentality, you know. One sheep going the wrong way, all the sheep just blindly follow. Humans do the same thing too, right? We see a long queue somewhere, we just long queue, uh, stand up. So. They even know what I'm queuing for. Yeah, humans do, do stupid things like this. Sheep has very poor vision. They cannot see very far. That's why they need, they need a shepherd. The same way we cannot see past the fog of life, we need... Jesus, our shepherd, to lead and guide us. Isaiah says it this way. All of us, we are like sheep. We have strayed away. We have left the path of God to follow our own. <clears throat> so as we are going through this difficult time, church in Singapore, church in Vietnam, keep our eyes firmly fixed upon Jesus. Have, number one, have that desperate, humble Desperation for God. If you want to navigate out of the fog, make sure you have a humble desperation. Desperation for God. 
What's the first, uh, one of the most famous um, messages that Jesus ever preached? The Sermon on the Mount, what we call the Beatitudes. What's the first uh, sentence in that, you guys know? Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the poor in spirit, what Jesus preached. One of his very first messages he ever preached. Very powerful. Why poor in spirit? He's not talking about poverty. He's not saying go and sell everything you have and go live like a poor person. That's not what he's saying. Think poor in spirit. Poor, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. He's talking about spiritual poverty. He's talking about coming to a revelation of how lacking we are, how much, how desperate we are for God's help, God in our life, that without God, we are like a such, we are hopeless. We are so poor, we are, we are, we are, we are helpless. We need God. It's not just, <clears throat> okay, I need Him, okay, a spare change. No, it's, oh, you are bankrupt without God in your life. You, you are nothing without God. We must come to that revelation of how desperate we are for God in our lives. And Jesus is saying that if you want to be blessed, Jesus, I need to come to that, that place, that, that humility before God. Blessed or happy, you know, Greek is happy. If you want to be happy, if you are struggling, if there's sadness, if there's just no joy, ask yourself, am I poor in spirit? Am I trusting, am I depending upon God? Or my life. Oh, I'm depend am I depending on money? Am I, is my trust in money, in stature, in, in uh, my possessions? My trust in all those things or is my trust in God? Am I depending upon God to guide me? And Jesus was saying that only when we come to this revelation of our utter dependence upon God, are we going to find true happiness, true joy in life. If you think you can figure it out on your own, that's pride talking. Right? That's pride talking. Whenever we say, I got it, God, God says, all right. And he steps aside. He will never, God's a gentleman, he will never cross over our free will. Don't, take, don't fall into the trap, yeah? I know better. I just have to try harder. I failed the last time. Maybe I need to work a bit harder. Maybe I just a bit more focused. Maybe I need more discipline. Yes, all this is important. But earthly solutions cannot solve spiritual problems with earthly solutions. You need a spiritual solution. You need God. We need God in our lives. Stay humble. Be poor in spirit. Recognize that I'm nothing without God. Get on my knees and I pray. You're struggling. You're someone who has been struggling and say, Pastor, I've been, I feel like giving up. I've been trying, trying, trying to overcome this struggle, this temptation, this sin in my life. Can't make it. And what's the point? Can I humbly ask you, get down on the knees, humbly cry out to God, say, God, I, I can't, I can't, tell God, don't tell me, tell, I can't make it anymore. I give up. Please help me. Unless you help me, I'm not going to make it. Come to the humble 
dependence, desperation for God. God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to those who are humble. Amen. Look at what Paul said in uh, 2 Corinthians. So powerful. He says, we saw, we saw how powerless we were to help ourselves. You must come to that place in life. How powerless to help ourselves. He's just talking about being poor in spirit. Uh, Paul is talking about Jesus saying, be poor in spirit. He said, I cannot overcome it in my own strength anymore. I need help, God's help to change me. <laughs> when you study Paul's life, he, you know, <clears throat> he went through so much. You know, he was whipped times without number. He was uh, stoned almost to death. He was in prison, locked up in shackles, thrown in dungeon, wrongly accused, eaten. Man, he went through a lot. And at his bottom, yeah, he says, look at this. He says, but all these bad things happened to me. That was good. What? How can it be good, all those bad things that happened to that person? But that's why he said, but that was good. For then, we put everything into the hands of God, who alone could save us. For he can raise, even, even raise the dead. Wow. Was he saying, <clears throat> you know, uh, how can he be saying all those things are good? Uh, Paul was saying that it's good because Help him come to that revelation. When he hit bottom, when he, all those terrible things, until one after another, I feel like giving up. It's an unwinnable war. It's like one after another. But all of it together made him come to his senses. Hit bottom, came to the revelation, realized how much he needed God. God was the only way. I urge you guys, in Vietnam, you don't need to wait until you hit rock bottom to turn to God. Right? I hope you're not taking that path. All right, I, I'll follow Paul's example. I want to experience the worst that life can offer me before I turn to God. Uh, I hope you don't take that path. Yeah. You can turn to God and trust Him today. Message 5.3, Matthew 5.3. This is from the Message Translation. The, the same sermon that Jesus preached. I like the, the way it puts it. It says, you are blessed when you are at the end of your rope. What Paul is saying also, right? Yeah. With less of you, there's more of God and His rule. Wow. Wow. So true. Right? So, so true. But our faith in God. God can raise you from the dead. He can help you. Whatever. He can help you with, you know, yeah, some of you are really depressed. He can help you with that depression. If God can raise you from the dead, He can help you with whatever relational problem that you're going through right now. If God can raise you from the dead, He can help you overcome, give you wisdom how to navigate out of the financial struggle that you are in. All things are possible with Him when we put our faith and trust in Him. But I want you to pay attention to one part of that scripture just now. Can you go back one, Serene? Thanks. In the other previous verse, in 2 Corinthians, it says, um, and Paul said, and we put, second line, when we put everything into the hands of God. He didn't say put some things. He said put everything. Talking about, what is he talking about? He's talking about surrender, total surrender. 
talking about lordship, talking about how before every major decision in my life, I'm going to trust in God. I'm going to look to Him. I surrender. And that's not easy for everybody. Some of us say, what? Uh, lordship? I mean, I can call Jesus my Lord, but total surrender, pastor? I'm not sure about that. I uh, don't think I can do that part. Yeah. But the word of God is actually quite clear. You know? it's either Jesus is either Lord of your life, Lord of all, or not at all. That means we cannot say, okay, Lord, I'm going to trust you, love you for 80% of my life, but the other 20%, I'm going to do whatever I want. I don't think it's going to work that way. My son, Nicholas, is getting married end of the year yeah, to Christine in November. And uh, can you imagine at the altar, and then Nicholas is giving the vows yeah, to Christine, says, Christine, love you. Uh, he's watching at home. Pay attention, uh, Nicholas. Christine, <clears throat> I'm... Uh, I love you. I'll be the best husband in the world for you, best father for our children, and I'll take care of you. I'll love you for 364 days of the year. And Christine says, uh, what? What? 364? You mean 365, right? And no, no, no. Actually, it's 364 days. Uh, for 364 days, I'll do all this. But one day, you must give me one day to do whatever I want, to sleep with any woman I want, to old girlfriend, new girlfriend, you don't ask any questions, yeah, but the rest of the time, I'll take care of you, okay? Deal? You go. <laughs> no way. <clears throat> Neither will God. Now you cannot say to God, Lord, I will love you for 364 days, I'll worship you 364 days, but one day a year, let me sin whatever I want, do whatever I want, Lead my life, whatever I want. Worship any idol I want. You think God's going to say, okay? I don't think so. Total surrender means, you know, unconditional desperation. All right, I'm going to, I'm running out of time. Just real quick. <clears throat> so, I just want to say two things today. Yeah, first is this one, humble desperation. Second, another thing you need to get, navigate yourself out of the fall. You need a humble confession to God. Humble confession. Give, give sin, give your struggle, no room to hide in your life. Pride makes us pretend that everything is fine when things are not fine, right? Especially Asian culture, faith is so important. Yeah, we, sometimes we hate to admit that we are struggling. So we rather die than let you know, let, let others know how, how we are struggling. But that's why that, that pride will kill us. Psalm says it this way, Psalm 32. When I refused to confess my sin, I was weak. I was miserable. I groaned all day long. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. This is King David writing. That finally, I confessed all my sins to you, Lord. And I stopped trying to hide my sins. And I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord. What happened? Says, and you, Lord, you forgave me my guilt. Wow. 
You want that pain, that shame, that regret, that struggle in your life, God to take care of it, God to forgive you, that guilt to take away, that cancer that's eating you from inside out, God, to be taken away. God says, put your faith and trust in Him. When David was holding on to his sin, he became more and more sick. He became more and more weak. He became more and more miserable, more and more unhappy. But when he confessed his sins to God, when he stopped hiding them, God forgave him. All the guilt and shame, misery, all went away. I'm father of four. Yeah, and uh, I enjoy being a father. I love being a father. Uh, throughout my life, especially as, as also when they were young kids, you know, I loved playing with them, you know, and only one part, maybe I'm a little bit not so enjoyable, changing diaper part. Huh? Uh, number one, okay, change number one, okay, but change number two sometimes, oh man, yeah, <clears throat> especially the watery kind, if you know what I mean. Oh, it's, you know, and uh, I don't look forward to those, those, those times, but when it comes, I mean, just because I know there are some Young folks getting married soon, some going to parents soon. Just a quick tip, uh, how to resolve this number one, number two problem really fast. So easy, so fast. Uh, free tip for you. Uh, Vietnam also, you can use this. When your baby does the number one or two and it's all over, smells bad, it's seeping out and all that. Very simple. Just get a brand new diaper, put your baby on it and then just wrap over the old diaper. So fast, few seconds, you're done, and it look beautiful. The baby will look so perfect, like brand new, you know. And then after a while, maybe this may come out, sleep through a second, never mind. Just take a third one, put on the diaper, another one, and then another one, another one. After that, ooh. <laughs> we know it's ridiculous. But we do that all the time, don't we? Yeah. We do that with our sin, with our pain, with our problems, with our struggles. We cover it up. Yeah, we sweep it under the carpet. The more we hide it, the worse things get, don't they? Yeah, more, the smell never goes away. The problem never goes away. It multiplies actually inside. Even more difficult to uncover after that to get to the root of the problem. You get more and more sick. You're not only spiritually sick, but emotionally sick. Relational affects our relationships with others as well. The more we hide, the more difficult it is to maintain that lie also. Right? You have to tell a lie to hide the first lie and then tell another lie to help hide the second lie. And after that, you are you know, in this terrible web of lies. You get lost in yourself. So we need to do what David said. Yeah? Confess your sin. Let, and, and, and start to let God, let God, tell God everything. Number one, we talk about humble desperation. When you need God so much, but you also need to be honest with Him. Confess to Him. Yeah? Be honest with Him. Be humble with Him. Be vulnerable with God. Confess our sins to God. And you know what? He will forgive. He says, God Look at the last sentence, and God forgave me. God forgave me. And when you read that word, God not only forgives, He also 
forget. He doesn't hold on to a grudge, you know, like humans. Humans someday say, I forgive you, but in their heart, they still ah, hold on, you know, to that grudge against you. That's not God. God, when He forgives, He doesn't, He will never bring it up again. Never. God wants to forgive you. Let me close with this scripture in Psalms uh, 32. Same, same psalm from King David. He says this, Oh, what joy! Ooh, joy! Blessed are the poor in spirit. Happy are the poor in spirit. Joyful are the poor in spirit. Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven. Whose sin is put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of guilt, whose lives are lived in complete honesty. Wow. We want to get out of this fog that all of us are in. And don't say, Pastor, this is a great message. Thank you for this message. I know exactly the person who needs to hear this message. I'll tell them to watch the, the replay on YouTube tonight. If you are thinking that, I need to tell you that there is some pride in your life. This message is not for some people, it's for all of us, myself included. We are all messed up. We are all broken people. We all have things that we are dealing with, struggling with in our life. We all need that humble desperation for God. We all need to come with humble confession before our Heavenly Father. Amen? Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for this important reminder of your word, what the words of Jesus and Paul and King David said. Help us, Father. Help us to come to the end of ourselves. Help us, Lord, not to allow pride to overcome and lead and make the decisions in our lives. In humble humility, Lord, understand how desperate we are, how bankrupt we are without you in our lives. Please, may every single person in Vietnam, in Singapore, in both churches come to that revelation. How, how desperate we are for you. How much we need you. May we come also, Lord God, with humble honesty, humble confession to you, Lord. We hold nothing back. And we say, Lord, we want you to be Lord of every aspect of our life, not just some parts. But we want to trust you in every way. There's no other shepherd that, that loves us as much as you. There's no one else who cares for us as much as you. There's no one else who can speak that truth, that, that, that the light that is always correct, navigate, helping us to navigate through this fog of life. So we commit our lives afresh to you this morning. We say so, Lord God, in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. All God's people sit. Amen. All right. Amen um, and amen. Thank you, Pastor William, for a wonderful message, timely message. Thank you, NFCC. Uh, just one quick second. You know, actually, um, there's one point number three. I don't have time to talk about it today, but I will record it. Yeah, and um, I'll send you the link. And so the church in Vietnam, I'll share it next Sunday, but I send you the link, then you can share with your church. Uh, point number three, I think it's going to be helpful also for, for them as well. All right. Amen. God bless you, Thank Vietnam. You. Thank you, NLCC. Thank you, Pastor William. I sent uh, Pastor William back to you. 
I'm gonna go back to Vietnam now. See you. God bless you. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Alright. Okay, maybe the music team can come up. All right, church, let us spend five minutes of reflection and respond to the message that we just heard. And uh, in this time, five minutes, be real with God, be honest with God in our humble desperation. And, and as we seek Him, as we confess our sin, humble desperation, humble confession. Let us spend five minutes together.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your word this morning. Lord, your word said that with the merciful, you show yourself merciful. With the blameless, you show yourself blameless. With the purified, you show yourself pure. With the crooked, you make yourself seem torturous. For you save a humble people, but the haughty eyes you bring down. For it is you who light our lamp. The Lord our God lightens our darkness. For by you we can run against a troop, and by our God we can leap over a wall. This God, His way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. He is a shield for all those who take refuge in Him. May the word we just heard be the reality of our life. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. We pray that you and your family are encouraged by this message. Join us next time and do click the follow button on our profile page to stay up to date with the latest message. God bless you.